Welcome to the Winning with Shopify podcast, the podcast that will teach you to take your Shopify store and turn it into an automated sales machine with the latest marketing, email, sales, and social media advice, strategies, and tips from experts without the fluff. Your host, Caroline Belinska, the founder of JustAskParker.com, the only small marketing task agency for Shopify owners. With over 10 years experience in marketing, manufacturing, design, and e-commerce, she shares her knowledge and interviews the experts to help you in your journey to success. Now, here's your host, Caroline Belinska. Welcome everyone back to the podcast. I'm your host, Caroline Blinska. And today I have a special guest. This is a particular app that I'm sure a lot of you have never even thought of or used. And this is one I've been using for a very long time myself for about four years, I believe. And I actually reached out to this team because knowing what I love bringing all of you people, everyone that listens to my podcast. I love bringing you information on how to succeed in your business. And today we're really talking about the business side and being successful in productivity. So today I have a special guest called Robbie McDonald and he is a CEO at Rescue Time. And if you don't know what Rescue Time is, we're going to get straight into it and we're going to learn so much. And Robbie is actually going to bring us a lot of great information on how you can be more productive in your business and find out more about about how you can implement new tools into your business to help you. And it really does help you end up making more money and making more money because that's really what the goal is here. And I know a lot of people are in a position where you're doing this on the side, you're trying to make extra money. I've got one of my particular clients who gets up at four or five in the morning to talk to me just to get these calls in before he goes to work to his full-time job. And I know that there's a lot of people like you out there as well. So let's get into it. Let's meet Robbie and we're going to ask him lots of great questions. So hi, Robbie. How are you today? Hi, Carolyn. I'm great. Fantastic. Look, I'm so glad that I could get you on here. I know that this is not a thing that you guys do a lot of, these podcasts. So it was nice that when I reached out to your team that you're willing to come on here and spend some time. I know that your time is very precious and you know all about that. So I'm so glad that you're here with us today. Yeah, it's great to be here. One thing that we've learned over doing this for 10 years, thinking about how people stay productive and manage their time is that there's a there are struggles that are pretty pretty common across you know, all different types of people, and you know it's it's great to be able to talk to Shopify owners, uh, people who are doing this um, as a side um, a side gig, or they're just starting out. They're trying to figure out you know how they fit in, how they make this new effort fit in with their existing lives. That you know it's just there's so many issues that I know people are running into, and so I'm really happy to be able to talk about it. Fantastic. Well, like I said, I've been using Rescue Time for many years and it's always worked. It doesn't matter what I've been doing. If I'm doing client work or if I'm doing personal stuff, it's always worked for me. So I'm really excited to have you here. So why don't we start with you telling us a little bit about who you are and a little bit more about just generally what Rescue Time is? Yeah, great. So I'm the CEO of Rescue Time. Started out pretty early on in the company's history as a head of products. And so we've been thinking about this problem for a really long time. Uh, at its core, what Rescue Time is, is it's like a fitness tracker for your time with your digital devices, specifically a fitness tracker for your work activities. It's the reason we started Rescue Time was because we had way too many days where we got to the end of the day and we looked up at the clock and it was 5, 6, 7, sometimes 8 or 9 p.m. And we couldn't tell you how we spent the whole day. And that was a really uncomfortable feeling for us. It made planning really difficult, but it also kind of psychologically was hard because it's a big part of your time that you think really 
kind of expresses your value professionally because you're working hard on something that you hope to be making progress on and it's something that you love. And then you get to the end of the day and you can't recall what you did because for a whole number of reasons, it turns out, it's, it's something that really started to bother us. So we started saying, you know, what are the ways that we can, we can figure out how to have a more realistic understanding of our time? And so we started building software for it. Rescue Time tracks your activities on the computer. It tracks the different applications and websites that you use, um, both on desktop and mobile. And it uses that data to help us stay aware of work patterns and start working towards positive changes. And like I said, we built it for ourselves and we immediately noticed that the way we thought we were spending our days was wildly different than how we were actually spending our time. And once we had that knowledge, we were able to actually work on the things that were getting in the way of doing our most important work. Uh, we were able to work on changing the things that kept us from doing our most important work and you know, it made a huge difference in our lives. And as we started telling people about it, we noticed more and more people saying, you know, that's, that, that sounds amazing. How do I get it? And that's, that's kind of when we, it switched from a, a project that was you know, a group of friends trying to scratch their own itch to a company. Fantastic. You make me laugh because it's so true. And it's, you've been through it. I've been through it. All of my clients have gone through it and they're still going through it. So, you know, this is so important because we can sit here and talk about, I want to be a successful business owner, but if you don't understand what you're doing with your time, it's very hard to find the time. And I know for myself, I, people, I talk about it quite a lot is I've got two things going on. So I use rescue time, but I also have a 13 week journal that I, ca- that I keep with me as well. So each day I'm planning out my day in advance with all the information in it. And then I've got re- rescue time running on my computer. And it's so true, isn't it? Once you look at what you're doing, it's like, hang on, that's where all my time went today. That's what I was doing with my time. And it, it is actually very confronting. Your time's not spent exactly how you assume it is in your head. Yeah, I think we all start out with a plan. And then that plan meets reality. And the problem is that our realities today are dramatically different than they were five years ago, 10 years ago, 20 years ago. And I think sort of at a sort of at a societal level, we don't have a playbook for how to deal with it. And there are new, there are new things coming on are coming into our lives all the time that just increase the amount of information that we have to increase the amount of complexity in our lives. And those plans, you know, when you say I have 40 hours a week, I'm going to plan, you know, nice clean boxes that are going to fill up that 40 hours. Like that just, that just doesn't really ever happen anymore. And so that's, it's a pretty big disconnect from generally how people plan to what their lives actually end up being like. Well, I'll just say, because I want to get into you helping people. This is your area of expertise. I want you to give us some advice, but I just want to start by saying that because I know your app, because I've been using it myself, what I do really love about it, because I remember the reason why I chose Rescue Time, there are other things out there, but nothing came close to Rescue Time. What I really love, the feature that I love the most that works for me the best is where um, you've got the general areas, like you know, like your system automatically knows when it's Facebook or automatically knows when you're on uh, YouTube, for example. But you can go in and change what part of that, like how much of that is productivity. So I think you can probably explain that in a little bit more detail, but I love that feature. So like for me, for my business, I go onto YouTube for business, but I also go onto YouTube sometimes not for business. So I can set that to say "Mm, it's half and half or 25%, 75%. So I can actually set it. Um, Same with Facebook. And I love that because what I know that the other apps out there sort of just say YouTube is YouTube and you choose, is it 
productive or not productive. Whereas what I love is that you have that opportunity so I can get a very, very clear time frame of what I'm doing during the day of what exactly is productive and what's not. Yeah, it's something that I, I, I love about the data set that we have is that we have so much data, we're able to classify it in a bunch of different ways. If you just... The first versions of Rescue Time we had were, were much closer to what you just described. It was just the, the raw list of here's all the activities. And you really quickly realize that it's an overwhelming list. You do more things than you expect to do during the week. And then when you have a list that's you know, three, four, five hundred activities long over the week, um, you can't make sense of it. So we, we added a categorization layer that, that will say, you know, we'll group different activities by Sort of functionally, what they're what they're most commonly used for, and there's some really interesting issues in. Uh, I guess there's some really interesting dynamics when you're someone who is a small business owner who is using things like social media for work, um, because uh, you know, social media is not necessarily an inherently distracting thing where you're slacking off. What you're doing it's necessary. You're also doing it alongside the things that are you know, maybe not necessary for your work but are really easy to get sucked into. So yeah, we've, we've made it to where you have the functional categories, but within those, you can say all social media is distracting or social media is neutral. Working with, you know, spending time on Shopify is very productive. But part where it does get tricky is when you have, how is managing my Facebook? You know, that's, on, that's on Facebook. And so we have the ability, and it's not perfect. Um, there are certainly cases with different apps where it's, it's easier to do this than others. But in general, you can go in and say, this part of the app, I want to classify as productive. So we're able to see you know, the time spent managing the Rescue Time Facebook page. Uh, it's classified as very productive. The time spent on the news feed is, uh, I think we have, this, uh, for us internally, we have this distracting. And we make all of that stuff configurable. So we set some defaults at the very beginning. Uh, it's not an overly complex process. We kind of stick to the high level and say, look at these broad categories. Would you call this just productive? Would you call this distracting? You get a way to personalize it to meet your needs. And then, yeah, the, the more and more you get into it, you start seeing the places where you want to make little adjustments based on the type of work you're doing within a particular activity. Yeah, I absolutely love it. I can't, I can't say enough how much I do love it, especially because I'll be looking at an e-commerce store that might be a fashion website and it will come up saying that's distracting because it, of course it looks like it. But then to me, that's part of my job. So I'm looking at it for a client or I'm doing some like research. So I can set that and say, no, that's actually um, highly productive for me. So I get a really great idea of what I do during the day. So it's it's fantastic and can't can't say enough how much I really love it. So it's great. So let's get into some questions about actually just being productive. So can you give us some ideas? Because I know a lot of people will be listening now saying, yeah, but I'm pretty productive during the day. So this is not me, but I want everyone to listen because I'm sure that some of these questions, they're going to realize that it is them. So what are the most common distractions that prevent us from being productive? So there's a really broad answer to that, that then we can kind of whittle into. These days, pretty much everything has the potential for being a distraction uh, in a way that it didn't in the past. And what I mean by that is you know, the world we live in today is pretty much the worst environment possible for information overload. And to a large degree, that's also amazing because it's enabled us to connect with information, with people, with opportunities in a way that we never could before. And it, it really is the same dynamics that allow people to 
you know, start a side business um, and said, you know, there's something that I really want to do that would be more fulfilling than a day job. Um, you know, they're able to do it in a much, much easier way than they could 10 years ago. But that same lowering of the friction to accessing information has broken down all of the boundaries that before made it to where it was easy to focus on one thing at a time. And so really right now it's made it so, you know, everything can be distracting. Most people's phones are buzzing all day long um, with things that say, Hey, you should stop what you're doing right now. And you should pay attention to me. That's becoming a huge problem. As far as specifics go, it's going to be somewhat different for everybody. Uh, A lot of the work that we do is with businesses and we look at, you know, what are the things organizationally that keep people from doing their most important work. Uh, And the big one uh, is not what you'd expect. It's not, you know, it's not lazy employees. Uh, Most people actually come to work wanting to do their job. It turns out it's a thing that a lot of people are calling collaboration overload, uh, where there are so many systems for keeping in touch that people end up spending most of their day multitasking between the work they're supposed to be doing and the work that's talking about the work they're supposed to be. Uh, Our latest research says that um, in an office, people check email or Slack uh, or a, a, you know, a group messaging service uh, once every six. And there are a ton of studies that say the amount of time when you're starting focus, you're starting some focused work, the amount of time to really get into the cinema market uh, is anywhere from about nine to 20 minutes. And so if you imagine the cycle where on average, that's average, Mike. Uh, there are a lot of people that are checking those things every two or three minutes. Um, but if, um, you know, if on average, it's every six minutes, then you know, the math just doesn't work out for people being focused on their core work ever. And I would say, you know, in, we, we definitely see in, a, in an office environment, communication systems being the big thing. But you can also take a step back from that and say, you know, any system that you interact with, and there are so many Google Analytics. It's I don't know a ton about Shopify as a platform, but I know they probably have lots of things that are just are going to want to check. You're going to want to know when there's new information. And the fact that new information is so easy to get makes it to where our brains are really, really fragmented. That causes a lot of problems. And then, of course, there's the other side of things, too, that, you know, that doesn't just apply to the business world. Uh, it's very, very easy to access information um, about our interests, you know, social networks, news, entertainment. You know, some of that information is being pushed at us and, and the notifications on our phone are, are pulling us away from things. But also, if you're working on a hard problem, you're working on something that you know, requires some deep thought, sometimes that's difficult. And it's a lot easier and a lot more satisfying in the moment sometimes to just go look at Twitter for a while. And so that's not necessarily anybody you know, being lazy or slacking off. There's pretty well-researched psychological processes happening there. And so it's, we, we kind of have it coming from both sides. There's the, the internal drive to self-distract and then there's so much coming out of so many different information streams coming from different different sources that doing your most important work that really takes focus is almost impossible. Okay, so that has just that six minute thing is amazing to think that people are on average checking every six minutes. On that, so pretty much in a Shopify store, maybe in the very beginning they're not getting sales, but once they start getting sales, one of the things that they're doing a lot is checking emails for new sales that came through and also customer service. So based on everything that you know, can you give us, and I don't know if you can, but can you give us sort of an idea of how often should people be checking those customer service emails and their sales emails 
during the day? Should they be blocking it to like once every couple of hours or once an hour? Like, do you have any statistical data on that? I have some. And then I also have a way that it might be useful to to frame this because you know statistics are going to be talking speaking to averages and everybody's situation is unique. I think the first thing to think about is what is your most important work? What are the things that you really need to be doing to move your business forward? And if being ultra responsive with customer support is the number one most important thing, then it would probably make sense for you to be ultra ultra responsive with customer support. But there are probably some other things that you need to be doing as well. And you need to look at your own personal cycles of you know how you norm or how work needs to get done, your own natural rhythms, you know, all of the different things that you need to get done at the end of the week. And then realize that if you are constantly dropping everything every time a new email comes in, you might not be getting some of those other things done. And if you are getting them done, you might not be getting them done as well as they need to be. Uh, and that's pretty, pretty sad, uh, pretty tragic uh, when you think about the fact that, you know, especially new entrepreneurs, they tend to not have huge budgets. So they can't go out and you know, hire big teams to do all of these things. So their time is really you know, the resource that, that, that matters most that they are able to work with. You ought to be able to make the best use of that time. And when you're getting thrashed around all over the place, you're not. So as far as the statistics, how much people should, or how responsive people should be, I read a study, it was actually a couple of weeks ago, internal uh, customer support for software as a service companies. And so one company in particular had done several experiments to say, I think they started out with uh, average response time was two hours. And that seemed pretty good. But they said, you know, what happens to our business if it goes down to an hour? What happens? And they got pretty extreme with it to where they said, you know, you're, you will get a response within five months. And they realized that any time longer than about an hour, hour and a half, really didn't matter as far as their, their customer satisfaction scores, yes, churn, things like that. So they, they definitely found by pushing really far down, they got to a limit of where they ended up scaling back and saying, our customer service reps are getting really stressed out. They're not giving the quality of their answers is going down. Let's scale it back. People more room to think. So that's something at an organizational level. But I would say from what I've heard, just talking to people, a bunch of interviews over the years about how they spend their time. Generally speaking, blocking off time, you know, two or three times during the day to go churn through your inbox. That's- no, I love that. That's really good advice. And I, I know it's not in reference to what you're talking about, but what I talk to my clients about a lot and people that listen to my podcast is things like having a customer service chat. So that's really good for people to know that it's not that important to get back to people within that minute. So you can actually find out more about your clients and find out what works with your clients. But it just, you've shown that, you know, an hour is okay. I would say another thing that I've seen is that setting expectations is really important. And so, you know, obviously if you have a live chat window and you're only checking that three times a day, that's going to be a really bad experience for customers. But if you have the expectations set correctly and when you are there and have the chat window open, instantly, yeah, that's probably a great experience for people. And then in the times when you can't, uh, you know, maybe divert to something else that, you know, has some, some other more reasonable expectations set. And I think in general, getting back the same day tends to be pretty good. You know, you'll always find people that nothing is ever good enough, but that's, um, I, I think in general, getting back to people within the day is a pretty good, 
pretty good baseline. Yeah. And so you're sort of freeing people up from saying that, from having to worry too much about that one area. So now we're going to talk about a few things like what are the practical steps that people can take to be more productive? Right. So the first thing I would say is to take a look at how you're spending your time. Take a look at the different activities that you're spending time with. Some of that is easy to just do in your head. Just keep a journal what you did throughout the day. It is, this is a little self-promotional here, but I do think that software does help in this case. People can get rescue time for free. So they can just download it, use it for free and get that information. Go to rescuetime.com and sign up for a free account. And within a week, you'll have a really good sense of how you spend your time. Thinking hard about the different activities you do and why you do them is a good first step. A particular lens that I like to use when I think about my activities is trying to separate what's urgent from what's important. And that's when people start out with that, it's sometimes a little bit difficult. You know, everything is urgent and everything is important. Turns out that there's a lot of things that during your day to day feel really urgent. These need to get done. These don't get done. It's going to be really bad. And that's true. What that tends to do though is that squeezes out the work that would be more important for the long-term success of the company. So it's very easy to get bogged down in customer support or you know, making sure that you know, all your social media feeds are managed at the expense of you know, doing that research that is going to help you, you know, understand what products you need to offer next quarter. Understanding if the management of a certain activity is we're able to find another way to do that, whether that's outsourcing or managing with a different piece of software, you know, that would free up your time, more of your time to do another part of your business. You know, if you don't have that time to step back, think about the important work, that's going to be, that's going to be a problem long-term. So I think getting a sense of that upfront is, is pretty, is pretty helpful. As far as some more tactical things to reduce distractions. One of the things I I tell people all the time is to go and do a notification audit. Go through all of your apps. Usually this is mostly on mobile, but it also affects desktop as well. Anywhere where you can get to a settings screen that says, yeah, here's the notifications we send. Go through each option and say, is finding out about this the second that information becomes available worth derailing me from something else that I might be focused on. Usually when people do that, they end up turning off 80 to 90% of their notifications. And it feels weird for a few days. Honestly, start to wonder what you're missing. But then you adapt to it. And usually you realize that you're not missing much because you will end up getting that information at some point anyway, but you do it in a much more deliberate way. So a notification audit is a really good one-time activity. will have a lot of benefit down the road. A more in the moment thing that you can do is get really comfortable with your devices do not disturb features. Every computer or phone operating system, they all have them. They're all really easy to access. On desktop, they're never more than two clicks away. On mobile, it's a, a swipe and a tap on both Android and iOS. And if you can get into a habit of that, it gives you the ability to turn down the noise when you know you need to focus. And sometimes it'll be just fine. You can be so engrossed in a task that you know, the notifications that come in, slide in on, on your desktop or you know, buzz on your phone, they don't really bother you. But other times, it's really hard to get into the groove on things. And when you find yourself in those moments, being able to essentially just press one button and have it all go away is, is really helpful. And then as far as other habits to build, you know, a really good one is... I usually tell people this with, uh, with their inboxes, so with email, but I think it also applies to anything that you're constantly checking. So this could be Google Analytics, this could be chat sales or things like that. Yeah, all of that. Just get into a habit of only open. So many people 
fact, we actually just did a survey on this. 90% of people, again, this is also an office environment, but 90% of people keep their inboxes open all day. They never close them. And so they're always there. Whenever a new message comes in, it always pulls their attention away. And that's just a really bad way to work. So if you can, you can say, I'm going to use this, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to use my email client or whatever when I intentionally and then close it. It's a hard habit to get into, surprisingly hard. But if you can do it, it'll really help. And then I think you know, the last thing is, you know, if you're if you're still struggling after building, you know, working on these habits, there's again, there's a lot of software that can help you set boundaries. Rescue Time has features in its premium version that will help you manage distractions. Similar to the Do Not Disturb feature, you can say, "I want to focus for 30 minutes," and we will silence your phone. We will block. Websites that are classified as distracting. Again, that's another case where being in, you being able to adjust what's distracting, what's productive is really helpful. And you know, we give you the some tools to say, I need to I need to focus for a while, so I'm going to do that. Similarly, we also have tools that will help people say, you know, if I spend more than 30 minutes a day on social media, that's a problem. So let me know. Give me an alert that says, hey, you crossed your threshold. I have several of these set up for myself. There's one for time spent in email and communication that uh, two hours a day. And I see that alert every single day, just because I'm the CEO and a big part of my job. It's still something I try to minimize. So being able to stay aware of it in real time has been really helpful for me. And then you know, I have some others that are more effective. I have a social media goal. I have one specifically for the site Reddit that if I spend more than 30 minutes a day, I, I get I get notified and I've set a custom message for myself, so I kind of scold myself a little bit. I don't see that one very often. I see that one about once a month. I really kind of fall into a hole where I, I, I go down and spend a lot of time on Reddit. So, so yeah, those are some, some practical things that I think can be done with little effort and you should start seeing some. So I really like that because I remember I recently broke my laptop. And when I broke it, I was putting my apps back on and somehow I didn't put rescue time back on straight away. And when I did have it on before, I was using that feature of the something you just mentioned then the time limits and I loved it. And now you just remind me, Oh, I've got to put that back on that one back on again because that was really helpful. But other than that, everything you just spoke about, I'm really proud of myself. I am actually keeping up to date with all of these things and making sure I'm not checking my emails. And I remember it was really hard to get into those habits, but it's so worth it. Yeah. And I think a big part of it is allowing yourself to be deliberate about how you spend your time. It's so easy to go with the defaults. The way software is built these days, the default is going to emphasize an always on behavior. So you're always connected to this. You're expecting information as soon as it's available. All software is kind of designed like it's going to be the main thing that you're supposed to be using all day. Problem is, you got 20 of those things. You're only one person. So I think it's a little bit of a mindset shift to say, I'm not just going to use this the way it came to me. I'm going to take a breath, think about how I want to use it, and then I'm going to set things up so it works with my goals in mind. I love the fact that you use the word deliberate. It's so true because something you were just saying before that you're saying about setting your email, your own schedule to only two hours a day for email. And while you were saying that, I was actually thinking, I'm sure a lot of people are listening, thinking there is no way I could do that because what about all my business stuff? But using the word deliberate is actually perfect because what that tends to do to you is then makes you think about what you're doing. Every time you go to send an email, you have to think, you think quicker. I only have two hours a day, so I'm not going to waste it on this stupid email. I'm going to keep moving. Yeah. I mean, the, the truth of this is, and there's a lot of studies that bear this out, is that 
you tend to get more done when you can work on a task for a solid block of time. The reason that I spend so much time, there's a lot to do, but also I, I am only semi-successful with my multitasking habit. I am, I am one of those people who's checking email many times an hour. The total time that I spend will be somewhere between two to three hours a day, but functionally, it's all day, all day long that that is present in my activities. So you know, aside from just the total amount of time that I spend interacting with the app, it's, it's also dragging down my effectiveness on other things. So really, yeah, if you can, if you can time box what the, what's the term for it, if you can lock your activities off into specific time periods where you say for two or three times a day, you spend 30 minutes on email. If I did that, you know, I would drop my overall time in email by, by at least 25%. And I also would have more clarity when I was working on other things. So yeah, it's, it's, it's being deliberate and then making time for things when you want. Fantastic. So I want to set a challenge. Robbie and I didn't speak about this beforehand. So this has just come to me while Robbie's explaining everything. I want to set a challenge for everyone listening. And the challenge is I want everyone to download the free version of Rescue Time and try it out for a month and see how you go. Jump into my Facebook group at Winning with Shopify on Facebook and let us know how you're going with it. Um, another thing is, Robbie, you're actually going to give every everyone listening 30% off, which you never do normally. So this is extra special just for our listeners, 30% off discount for the premium version. And people can get that and do the challenge either on either on the free version or on the paid version. And let's see how everyone goes, because I think that this is really interesting. Everything that you've said, Robbie, is so true. And people will find themselves saving so much time. And I'm, I always tell people, you either, when you're setting up a business, you either have money or you have time or sometimes you have a bit of both if you're lucky, but time is usually the part that you just cannot get enough of. So this is a big thing for me. And I think that if everyone jumps on and tries it out for a month, sees how they go and tries to save some time, I think everyone will be quite surprised. I know that I still am with what I'm doing because I still look at it. I still check out my statistics and it definitely helps me on a daily basis. Yeah. I think that would be great especially if you guys can have a group discussion about it, really useful to be able to understand what's normal. Because I think that's one of the things that, that we see time and time again. People start looking at their time in this new way and it's new to them. And they say, you know, I, I, I don't understand what this ought to be. I don't understand, you know, am I way different than everybody else that's like me? A lot of times people will see something they didn't expect and they will make some really snap negative judgment about it. And it is really, really helpful when you have a group of people that's able to share those stats. So I think that's an amazing Yeah, look, I'm I, I, like I said, we didn't speak about this beforehand, but I'm really excited. I think that I know personally that it really makes a big difference. And look, I have a lot of people coming to me saying things like, how do you work from home? Don't you go and start doing the laundry or doing the you know washing and things like that, you know, and get stuck on those things. I'm good. I don't do that. That's my downtime. When I want to move away from the computer, then I go and put on a load of washing. And I know that sounds really weird, but I actually like that, you know, the difference with that. But I know a lot of people can't do things like like that. So time, it, it is of the essence. So let's all get together in the Facebook group and talk about it. Have a few laughs about what people are actually doing with their time and how they're actually spending their time and the way they th- thought that they were. But Robbie, I just want to sort of explain to everyone a little bit more because there is an app as well available, isn't there? Uh, yes, there is. It works slightly differently depending on what platform you're on. If you're on an Android phone, it works almost identically to how the desktop application works. Uh, it'll 
collect time in all of the different apps that you spend time in. So you're able to see basically that same level of detail that you would on the desktop. On Apple phones, it's a little bit less granular. You're able to see the time that you're spending on the phone. You're able to see your, your overall screen time, which is still a really surprising number for a lot of people. On, on average, I don't have the stat right in front of me, but I, I believe it's right around three hours a day on average. And a lot of people see that number and say, no way. How is I... They, you know, your, your software's wrong. It's got a bug in it. And then we go through and we check all the data. And it's like, nope, that's how much time you're spending on your phone. And Apple has released feature, or released uh, reports that have been very similar to the data that we have. So yeah, it's, it's, I think it's really useful to be able to understand your entire screen time experience. Uh, so mobile and desktop. Because yeah, I mean, we're, we're definitely in a environment right now where a whole lot of people spend much more time looking at a screen than they do sleep every day. And so if you consider the fact that your sleep is really important, that's another, that's just as long, if not longer, a segment of your time that is spent doing an activity that you really ought to understand. I am going to download the app because I am the person that never uses my phone. Like I literally just don't use my phone. I use it for WhatsApp, contacting people around the world, friends of mine. And that's pretty much it. I do everything from my laptop and pretty much my kids have my phone all the time. So I'm actually going to download that app and I'm going to be in the Facebook group finding out, letting everyone know exactly what I do because you're saying it's three hours on average. I want to find out. It'll be very good to find out how much time I actually spend on my phone. And I might be quite surprised that I might be spending more time on it than I actually honestly believe I am. Yeah, it, it was definitely really surprising to me. And it's something that I've, I've heard consistently our customers it doesn't quite ever match their expectations one thing i'm really curious to hear what your listeners experiences are like is you know are there things that they thought they'd spend a lot of time on that it turns out they don't and is that a positive or a negative experience to understand that uh, a thing that i hear over and over and over again and in fact this is one of the things that i love about being able to offer this to people is people come to rescue time and they say this sounds great but I'm terrified about how much time I spend on Twitter or I'm, you know, I don't even want to think about how much time I spend on Facebook or Reddit or YouTube. And then a week later, they come back and they say, you know, it's not as much as I thought. Um, turns out there's this other thing over here that I wasn't even thinking about. A lot of times that's something like email, something that people think about. Like, oh, I don't do that that much. It's just open and I answer emails when they come in. But it ends up being way more significant in terms of the amount of time they spend than the thing that they were worried about. And being able to kind of relieve that guilt from people, I, I really love. Yeah, I think, I think having a realistic sense is, is really, really powerful. And so I, I'd be really curious to, to hear about what you guys discover about yourselves. Fantastic. What I'll do, I'm going to pin this at the top for um, at least one month. So people listening to the podcast can come into the Facebook group and leave their comments because I, I will be finding out more about me on my mobile device. Everyone else has to do this as well because it's going to change. I, I'm going to actually say it's going to be a game changer in your business life. It really will make a big difference just understanding what you're doing. So Robbie, let's finish up with you just letting everyone know where they can get, um, how they can get rescue time and the special 30% off if they do want to get the paid version. They don't have to, but there are more features in the paid version. So how can people find out more about rescue time? Sure. They can go to our website, www.rescuetime.com. It's all one word. And the... The coupon that we're going to be offering here is going to be rescuetime.com slash winning with Shopify. Sorry, yes, all one word? Yes, it's going to be all one word, rescuetime.com winning with Shopify. 
Fantastic. So that is everyone's challenge. They have to get on and find out how they're spending their time. This is going to be something. Look, I've been promoting managing time effectively just generally, but now after speaking to you today, Robbie, it really makes me realize that I'm going to be pushing this even more because I think that it does make a big difference. So thank you so much for your time. It's been so fantastic. I'm just glad to have had you here in the first time in the first place and knowing that you have taken time out of your productive day, come on here has just been, you know, completely you know, I'm very thankful for it. Yeah, this is great. I love talking about this stuff. So thank you for, for having me on. And I'll keep you informed with what's going on in the group and what people are saying, because I think that you'll be interested in the funny stories that we find out along the way. Yeah, that'll be fantastic. I'm, uh, I, I think more and more about people that are like how I understand your listeners are. You know, people trying out a new venture or people that are working on their stores, but also, you know, having jobs and having lives. And you, know, you just have to find balance. And it's, it can be a really scary, uncomfortable, brand new experience. And being able to have the tools to navigate type of thing is, is really important. And so, yeah, I'm, I'm really excited to be able to help out. Fantastic. Well, Robbie, thank you again. And thanks everyone for listening and have a great day and keep smiling. Thanks so much. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Winning with Shopify podcast. Join the Facebook group, facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash winning with Shopify and get our show notes at justaskparker.com forward slash podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast so you never miss an episode. And as a listener, get 20% off at justaskparker.com by using the code podcast.